0: It's time for my one, two, three cents of a podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell, yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Attention, not-for-profit groups. Are you looking for a unique way to raise money? stride pro wrestling fundraisers are always a hit since 2016 we've helped sports teams schools and civic groups raise thousands of dollars contact us through the stride pro wrestling facebook page to discuss the options hey friends welcome to episode 399 of the my one two three cents podcast i am kevin huntsperger and if you've been listening week after week i keep promising guests and things new on the pod. And it just has not panned out for whatever reason. So I'm not going to make any more promises. I'm not going to make any teases or promotions of, of anything that is coming. And just when it comes, it comes. Uh, because I find myself once again this week uh, doing another uh edition of Wrestling Under the Influence. But, you know, I enjoy it. I hope that you, the listener, enjoy it. And if you don't, Give me some ideas, some suggestions on things that you would like to hear here on the podcast. Uh, wrapping up a great weekend. Uh, full disclosure: I am recording this just a couple of hours before it drops at midnight on uh, Monday, July 11th. And uh, you know, it's it's been uh, a crazy, busy week and weekend. And next week is not looking any better. Uh, Actually, I'm going to be out of town next weekend, so I'm going to be recording the podcast sometime during the week next week, uh, or this week, I suppose, now that we're in, and I need to figure out exactly what I'm going to be doing. Uh, It will be episode 400, so, um, you know, it's hard to believe 400 episodes uh, every Monday it drops and has since December 2014 and you know that's something that I'm proud of and and it's something that I want to continue to do and make better uh as best as I can as far as as the podcast goes so uh, again any kind of uh, feedback leaving a review and letting me know what you like what you don't like about the podcast uh, would be greatly, greatly appreciated. So that being said, I do want to remind you also that Stride Pro Wrestling, we just had a big show. Uh, Scars and Stripes uh, happened on Saturday night. And on Friday, August 5th, we'll be at the Pulaski County Fair. And the following night on Saturday, August 6th, we're back in Carterville. So hot August night, we'll be going down uh, at the Stride Arena in Carterville, Illinois. Hopefully, you are able to attend. I uh, met some new folks at Stride the other night, too, and it looks like uh, good times are going to be had by many with uh, with Stride and, and the things that are coming and, and going on and the stories that we're telling, and it's just a, a, a great place to be, I think, um, and, you know... I think the fans dig it as well. So um, all that being said, I am doing, uh, again, I, like I said, Wrestling Under the Influence. This is, and I didn't realize it until I read the can. I, I picked this can of beer up, by the way, uh, at uh, the Beer Sauce Shop in Sunset Hills, Missouri. They have several locations in the St. Louis area. Uh, but this particular one is, I, and I'm, I'm going to butcher the name of the brewery, I'm sure. I, I think it's Charville? Or Carville, C-H-A-R-L-E-V-I-L-L-E. It's actually in St. Genevieve, Missouri, which is not too terribly far away from here. Maybe an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes away or so. Uh, But this is called Box of Chocolate. Uh, It's off the beaten path. um, And it's a Belgian chocolate quadruple. And when you read, and I don't know what off the beaten path means here, but... Uh, this is a Belgian style quadruple ale brewed with cocoa powder and natural flavors produced and packaged by Carville Vineyard Microbrewery, St. Genevieve, Missouri. And this is a 12 ounce can and it's 10% alcohol by volume. So, uh, and I'm, I'm hoping, or I'm one, not hoping, I'm hoping it's not, um, a heavy beer since it is a darker beer, um. We've run into a a nice string lately of the lighter beers. Ooh, it looks amazing. It is uh, very, very dark. And you'll see pictures on uh, my one, two, three cents social media. Um, The reason that, okay, so uh, off the beaten path, I guess kind of makes sense because I'm going to be kind of going off the beaten path with the topic this week and I'm picking, uh, pets in professional wrestling because the can has an adorable dog, uh, eating a box of chocolates on it. And again, you'll see that and, and kind of understand. So I thought, you know what, it's got a dog and, and honestly, um, Saturday night at the stride show, uh, a dog wandered up to the building before we went, uh, before we started the show. And, you know, a lot of the fans who were waiting to come in started petting and playing with it. It was a very friendly dog. People were like, oh, it's the new stride mascot. It's the new stride pet. And that dog stayed outside the building the entire night of the show or, you know, for the entire course of the show at intermission, he was out there, people played with him again, and then the show ended and he was still there. And when I pulled out, he was laying on the front porch and I'm, I'm assuming that he's just a, a dog that wandered from one of the nearby houses. We're kind of in a, there's, there's some houses not too far from, from where we do our shows. So, um, I went back up there on Sunday, the next day to see if he was still hanging out up there and he was gone. So, uh, I'm going to assume that he made his way back home or she, I'm I'm not even sure the gender of the dog, but you know, as as everybody was talking about, Oh, you know, the stride pet, it made me think of pets and pro wrestling and and mascots and whatnot. And so we'll get to that talk in just a second, but, uh, I just poured this out. And like I said, it's a nice dark, Oh man. And the chocolate, I love chocolate. I think I've talked about that on previous episodes. And I think not too very long ago, we had a, maybe it was last week's show, uh, the week we did the celebration. It was the show for the TNA celebration a couple weeks ago now. That's good. It's very, uh, very rich, very sweet. Um, and again, it's, it's one of those beers that it's not going to be one that you're going to probably sit by the pool and drink several of them. One, because it's got a very high, uh, ABV, again, at 10%, but also just kind of that sweetness and the, the, uh, it it is a little heavy. Um, And again, it's a dark beer. So typically that's what happens with the darker beers, but it is very good. The cocoa is very prevalent, very dominant, um, but in in a very good way. And again, if you're not a fan of chocolate, then obviously uh, a box of chocolate is not going to be the beer for you, but it's Belgian chocolate quadruple. And uh, yeah, good stuff. I would highly recommend this again. C H A R L E V I L L E out of St. Genevieve, Missouri. And again, I apologize for butchering the name of your brewery. And you are close enough that uh, I definitely think this will be a road trip uh, one day with, with our friends. And we'll definitely have to go and uh, drink some beer and, and some wine and, and have a good time. Make a Make a day out of it. Or possibly even a weekend out of it. Um, I mentioned the Stride dog. He's not official, or you know, a part of Stride Pro Wrestling, obviously. But there are plenty of uh, pets that made their official marks in the world of professional wrestling. And there are really, when I think of pets and, and pro wrestling, and I think most of you who grew up in the, uh, the during the golden era of, of WWF will probably agree and, and remember, but the first three that instantly come to mind are Matilda, who was the British Bulldog's dog, Damien, who was Jake the Snake's snake, and of course, Frankie, who was Coco Beware's uh, macaw, trusted bird, the bird man. Um, you know, and I, I remember, probably, I, I'm going to guess Matilda was the first, but I don't know that for sure, but uh, you know, I remember her being a big part of the presentation of the British Bulldogs. And in later years, you know, obviously the comparisons were being drawn at the time between Jim Crockett Promotions and the WWF and how the WWF was a circus or a cartoon or a zoo because they had all these cartoonish, larger-than-life characters. Um, And the animals, you know, uh, as I mentioned, those three were were all around in, in WWF at the same time. Um, but I don't think that took away, and again, I am, you know, a WWF, WWE fanboy, so, uh, of course, uh, looking back on it, I still don't think there was anything wrong with it. It was a different way to present pro wrestling, and, you know, as Eric Bischoff has said on his podcast, you know, you can be the same as, better than, or less than, um, or, or different than, I mean, in, in, in trying to... Uh, do something and, and achieve uh, and and build a new audience. And and obviously Vince McMahon and and WWE, uh, you know, back in the eighties decided to go that different than route, you know, wrestling had a much different look on Jim Crockett promotions, world-class championship wrestling, uh, the UWF central States, those, the AWA, those were the companies I was watching as a kid along with WWF. And, there's a reason why that company went global and is still a billion plus dollar company uh, in 2022. And all those other companies I've mentioned are, are no longer around. And so I, I, I think that, you know, marketing and targeting kids and their families was a smart thing to do back in the 80s and, and bringing in a bulldog to go along with Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid, the British Bulldogs made sense. And then years later, when Davy Boy returned on his own, he came back with a Bulldog named Winston. And I know that sometimes that kind of took away from the, uh, maybe it became a little bit uh, too much over the top for some. Again, I didn't have a problem with it. And especially with Jake the Snake Roberts. I remember watching Jake, wrestle. Uh, He came into world-class for a time there, and he was, you know, he had a much different look as far as his attire and kind of his uh, presentation in world-class and in um, mid-South. Much different than it was when he showed up in the WWF, and I don't remember the exact timing of him being in the WWF. I know it was early 1986 because he was at WrestleMania two. And I just remember, you know, that DDT and then laying the snake out on his uh, opponent, you know, Damien and how that was so, um, again, it, it was one of those things that we haven't seen since. And, and so, when you have a character like Jake, the snake, I mean, it makes perfectly good sense to do uh, a, a snake gimmick and, and, you know, having this Python draped on. And and again, I, I, am not getting into the whole, uh, treatment of the animals. I, I don't know the, the ins and outs of, of how things were done and, and whatnot. I just know what we saw, um, from the fan perspective and, um, you know, when Matilda was kidnapped by the Islanders and they did the letter campaign to, to find Matilda and to get well or get better Matilda. And, and, you know, again, that that's that marketing genius of collecting addresses. And then you send catalogs uh, to these people who have reached out to you and, it, you know, stuffed Matilda's. And I remember I always wanted the British Bulldogs are my favorite tag team of all time. I always wanted the British Bulldogs t-shirt because it was the Union Jack. And then in the middle was Matilda's face, um, you know, a cartoon version of her. Um, so, you know, bringing the pets in also made it possible to market and, and create new, um, you know, merchandise, uh, Jake and, and the snake, obviously in, in, when he f- turned face and, and, you know, all the heels now are afraid of Damien and afraid of snakes and, and whatnot. And we got the Damien toy that came with the, uh, LJN action figure. And then I believe I I, I had stopped collecting by the time Hasbro really came out in full force, but you know, there was a, a Damien for Jake's Hasbro. Um, they made, a. a I I wanna say they they made a a stuffed version of of Damien as well, or if not, if it wasn't a, a plush version, a stuffed animal version of him, I think there was a an inflatable snake as well. Um I don't remember them going through all those links with Frankie who was Coco Beware's bird. Um I think Frankie came with the LJN. And, you know, I'm looking right now at the micro brawler version of Coco Beware. And Frankie is on his shoulder uh, for that as well. Um, You know, Frankie, obviously not intimidating like a snake and and not intimidating uh, like the bulldog. You know, I remember when the Islanders did the whole kidnapping angle with the bulldogs and, and took Matilda and Bobby Heenan wrestled at WrestleMania four in the dog catcher uniform. And, uh, you know, it was just that over the top silliness. I, you know, people call it silly or stupid or whatever. Uh, but again, I, you know, as a teenager, I was entertained, I was being sports entertained and I did not mind it. I, I quite enjoyed it actually. And so, um, you know, from Damien and Jake, um, then, when Jake went back to to being a heel in, in 1991, it was instead of, of Damien. Well, I guess, you know, we saw Damien come to an end in 1991 when uh, Earthquake squashed Damien in the middle of the ring and then served up uh, snake burgers or Quake burgers uh, with Damien's carcass, allegedly, obviously. Um, So that kind of brought an end to Damien and then not too long after that, Jake turned heel and then it started uh, using the King Cobra. It was the Cobra that popped out of the box at uh, the match made in heaven where Randy Savage and Elizabeth got married at SummerSlam 91. And then uh, it wasn't long after that, that, uh, that Cobra sank its fangs into the arm of the Macho Man Randy Savage, I just recently watched that video again, and you know, for 1991, you know, 30 plus years ago, that was really some heavy stuff that that uh, WWE was doing. And I remember at the time when it aired on Superstars or Wrestling Challenge—I don't remember which one—you uh, know, they put that big red X over it, but obviously, has since seen the uh, unedited version, if you will, and and you know, the snake is obviously devenomized, but it's still biting. Randy Savage, it is still a, a cobra, uh, you know, sinking its fangs into someone's flesh. And, um, I believe Jake, uh, you know, used that snake also in his brief run in WCW a year later with sting. And I think the snake might've bitten him. Um, uh, you know, it was a misfire or whatever. Again, you're working with live animals, so you never know really what's going to happen. Um, but it wasn't long after, you know, like I said, that the Cobra bit the Macho Man, and I, I don't think I'm I'm just going off of memory here. I don't remember Randy, or I'm sorry, Jake, using uh, any snakes then after that, and and you know he was gone then by April of '92 when when he lost to the Undertaker at at WrestleMania, and we didn't see him again in the WWF until 1996 ish. Uh, where he comes back and he's got a new snake. It's, uh, you know, he's, he's the born-again, um, I guess I'm going to say gimmick, and I don't mean that in a negative way. That was part of his life at the time, too. He was kind of trying to to refine himself and rediscover himself and, and was obviously struggling a lot at that time. But uh, uh, I believe the snake's name was Revelations. Um, and, and, you know, he brought that out for a bit and, and, you know, by 96 though, Jake was not nearly the performer he was in the late eighties and early nineties in, in the WWF and was, you know, enhancement talent for lack of a better word and and putting, uh, guys over and, you know, obviously today in AEW, he's not carrying the snake around either, but that was a fun uh, time for sure remembering and thinking back to you know this guy is bringing a snake to the arena a live python or boa constrictor and and you know DDTing, knocking his opponent unconscious you know when he did it to ricky steamboat on saturday night's main event uh on the concrete floor i mean that the, the visual of that is one that you know it's hard to forget and you know There's got to be some trust going on, too, with the wrestler who's taking the DDT and then the snake sliding and slithering all over them. Um, But that was fun stuff. And then, you know, Ricky Steamboat, of course, combated with a kimono dragon or a a, it looked like a caiman or a, a small alligator or crocodile that he would carry out. Uh, very briefly, that didn't last very long. And I imagine that would become a little more dangerous and a little more cumbersome uh, carrying around a, uh, a giant reptile like that versus just the snake, which I'm sure the snake was a duff to uh, uh, are, you know, hard to handle from time to time as well. Um, and then, you know, like I said, Frankie, uh, unfortunately I think the original Frankie died in a house fire when Coco Beware and his, his family lost their home in a fire. And I believe Frankie, uh, was, was unfortunately a victim of that. But, uh, you know, I, I don't remember there being too many storylines involving Frankie and that's probably in part, you know, Coco Beware. I, uh, I love Coco Beware. He's been, uh, I, I've interviewed him before and, uh, you know, he was not, uh, you know, top tier talent in WWE. And I know there's a lot of criticism about him being in the hall of fame. He's kind of the low standard. I think when, when people say, well, you know, even Coco beware is in the hall of fame. when we mention that somebody like Owen Hart or, you know, back, you know, Lex Luger or, uh, back before Rick Rude was inducted, you know, it's always, well, Coco beware is in the hall. I liked Coco beware. I think that, uh, he has a place and, 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 you know, did a good job, of, again, of being that sports entertainer, that wrestler. But a storied career long before coming to the WWF. And I don't know exactly where the whole Birdman thing came from. Obviously, Frankie was his pet. and I, And I think that, you know, again, it's one of those cases where... Vince is bringing in someone from the territories. I remember him being a part of world class and a part of Memphis, and you know, watching him in those days, and he was just cocoa wear. Um, but you know, kind of tweaking that gimmick and and finding things that you know, the men and women who are coming into his company like and enjoy to do, and then giving them that as part of their gimmick and making it part of their story. Um, and that's I think where Frankie, uh, you know, where the Birdman thing came into, and, and you know. Obviously, the the singing and and everything else that went along with with Coco, uh, you know, Frankie, obviously a big staple, a big part of that. And again, when I think of those three main pets or mascots, it's it's Matilda, Damien, and Frankie. We've had others along the way. Pepper, of course, was uh, Al Snow's dog that the big boss man fed to him. So that one didn't turn out so well. Uh, Tori Wilson had a dog at one point. There was Wildcat Willie, who was the WCW mascot. You know, Wildcat Willie WCW. And uh, I don't remember a whole lot of other WCW wrestlers coming out with pets, with animals. Um, I think Rick Steiner briefly had the dog when, when he was doing the dog face gremlin gimmick. But I don't remember the dog having a name and, and someone correct me, please. If, if you remember differently. Um, but you know, again, the WWF, that kind of cartoonish larger than life in your face, kind of uh, presentation and attitude. And again, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I thought it was very good. Um, as for a box of chocolate here, as we're wrapping up this week's episode and uh, we're going to raise a glass to it. I, I'm not going to give it a full three count. I'd probably give it a two and a half count. Um, it's good. It tastes great. But again, it's 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 a little heavy. Um, it, it's a great dessert beer, I think, and uh, would be great for that. We're going to also raise a glass to our favorite mascots, our favorite pets, that have been involved uh, in the world of professional wrestling. And let me know some of your favorites. Uh, you know, I know AEW briefly had Pharaoh uh, coming out with Cody Rhodes when he was still there. And, and they did a couple of, I think Pharaoh was there for something. Uh, maybe one of the first pay-per-views might've even been before AEW was officially <laughs> AEW, but Bernard, the business bear was a mascot, not a pet. Uh, but let me know what are some of your favorite pets that made their way through the world of professional wrestling friends thank you so much have a great week and we will talk again very soon this is a production of the jittery monkey podcast network for more jittery shenanigans go to jitterymonkey.com